I hope you're as excited as I am for another episode of Good News Positive Views. This is Sean Curry, your host, and this is episode 14. And you know, today's show, we're going to have a full slate of good news and positive views. From ER hair makeovers to firefighter quilts to services for disadvantaged youth and so, so much more. But before we get started, you know, I have my normal routine where I got to ask, give me a like, click that like button, give us a follow, and tell your friends about Good News Positive Views. Just a like or a subscribe or a follow gets us a long, long way. Now, let's get to it. Our first story of the day is entitled, Hair Makeover in the ER. Anyone who finds themselves in the emergency room, most of the time, they're not feeling their best. From broken ankles to heart attacks, and yeah, I know, that's a pretty large spectrum there. (laughs) Uh, Someone is in some sort of pain that I know will make me anxious. I found myself in the ER before with, oddly enough, a piece of driftwood stuck in my leg. And let me tell you, this was not the most fun time of my life. Next to me was a pregnant mother, and on the other side of the waiting room, none other than someone with a broken arm. But, on the bright side, I did end up getting to go to Happy Harry's Drug Emporium. Yes, that is a real chain of pharmacies in the state of Delaware. Well, anyway, one nurse is trying to help those in pain with a little hair makeover. Brooke Johns is an ER nurse in Las Vegas, Nevada. Johns, a mother of three, but during her working hours, she's working long times at her shift, or during her shifts at the hospital, walking more than 20,000 steps a day, taking care of, you know, all of us degenerates going and gambling in the casinos at night over there. However, she also does another thing that is above and beyond the line of duty. On her off days, Johns will come in and comfort patients for free. A major thing she does and has become well known for is brushing and braiding patients' hair while they're recovering from serious illness. From simply tidying up their hair to making those French braids, and I'm a guy, and I'll be the first to tell you, I have no clue how they do it. It looks like origami on steroids. But... Johns is there to help comfort their patients. One patient shared, simple acts of kindness, such as brushing their hair, became a valuable lifeline for their valuable time. Johns has done hair care for more than 100 patients since starting volunteering a year ago. Now, hair care is not the only thing Ms. Johns does. She also will sit and spend time with the patients talking to them. She finds this Very rewarding, stating, I get to go in and there's no time clock. There's no, I've got to get to the next patient room. The real impact is from spending time with someone and supporting them. And especially with today's pandemic world, if you remember, for the longest time, patients in the hospital were not allowed to have family members in the same room because of this. They really, really needed some support. And John's is there to provide it. Now, one thing out of this I think would be really interesting is to look at the patient outcomes who receive this sort of 
support care for Miss Johns versus those who do not. I'm willing to bet these simple connections make a real, real impact. All right, on to our next story, entitled, Firefighters Team Up to Support Fellow Hero. Firefighters are true heroes. You don't see many people willing to run into a burning building to save someone. Better yet, they do what it takes to prevent a major catastrophe, such as a whole block of apartments, from going up in flames. From the volunteers to full-timers, we should all make sure to thank our extinguishing friends. And firefighters are also a special kind of brotherhood who support one another and their families. And this story highlights one such example. Allie Maris is the daughter of a former firefighter. Bill Collins served in the Des Moines, Iowa Fire Department for over 38 years, which is older than me, before recently retiring. And let me tell you, looking at images of Bill, he looks the part too. With his neat mustache and stern look, he looks like he would be uh, your prototypical fireman in the movies. And not only did he live it, he loved what he did. So much so that whenever the family went on vacation, Bill would make sure to stop by the area fire department and pick up one of their t-shirts. With all these t-shirts, Maris had an idea that sparked in her head. She figured, there's no way he could wear 50 shirts. Now, while I would love to see him try, and I bet there's some Guinness Book of World Record involved here, um, she is right about that. But, Bill did have an upcoming retirement party, and she wanted a special gift to give him for his fire, for his life-saving career. So, Allie came up with the idea that she can make a quilt of fire department shirts from all 50 states. Now, how the heck are we going to find all of these shirts? Well, Allie, being a 23-year-old Gen Zer, went to TikTok, of course. In her video, she shared what her goal was and called for all the fire departments of TikTok to send her a shirt from their state. And the response was overwhelming. So far, she's received more than 100 shirts, including ones from overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan. With all these shirts coming her way, it's a question as to how she's hiding this surprise. Well, so far, so good, as Bill's not totally aware yet. He thinks the attention she's getting is her receiving letters from area fire departments saying thank you to him for his service. Man, he's quite in for a surprise when he gets this amazing quilt. Now, Allie's goal was to originally complete it by August of last year, but she received so many and so much support that she had to extend her deadline. What an incredible story, and I'm really excited to hear when he receives it. Our next story is entitled, Dream Academy Gets Funding Boost. Now, for all you Office fans out there, this story reminds me a little of the episode of Scott's Tots, which is known as the cringiest episode of all time. But this one has a much, much more positive outcome, and the benefactor was certainly no Michael Scott. Henrico Highlands Elementary School is a Virginia school that has a special program called 
the Achievable Dream Academy. This academy aims to bring equity into education and provides wraparound services to vulnerable youth in grades K through 6. So, in other words, they provide full-scale wrap excuse me, they provide full-scale wraparound services to disadvantaged youth. And this includes things like field trips and clubs, medical services, food pantries and all kinds of other things, whatever the child needs. Now, this program previously ended when kids went on to junior high, which is a major time in a child's development. This is also where a lot of kids start falling off and getting into trouble. The good news is that their area congressman, Donald McKe- and I'm going to butcher this name, McEachin, was able to secure $1.5 million in federal funding to allow the academy to expand to middle schoolers beginning in fall 22. So, this gives these kids the chance to continue to grow and receive the services they need to succeed in school until they get up to high school. So, and this is going back to the Michael Scott episode, the Academy kids will not only receive computer chargers after graduating, they'll also receive the real support that they need to be able to succeed. On to our good deed of the week, and this one's entitled, Singing in the Rain After Some Help. Washington, D.C. is not known for its kindness or charity. As someone who lived there for a few years myself, and I now live in an outside suburb, and I commute into work, I can confirm that most in the city don't have a whole lot of interest in helping the person beside them, in front of them, or behind them. In fact, if you ever stop walking in a crowd, you might just get stepped on. And this problem is only increased with the spike in violent crime going on in the city. However, one individual was caught on camera bucking this trend. The video was posted on a Reddit page, funny enough, and the subreddit was entitled Humans Being Bros, which is quite a relevant theme for this. So during a spring rain downpour, and this video is really, really cool, um, you find a man who's in his car driving down Constitution Avenue, and that's the road that drives by all the monuments and the Smithsonian Museums and whatnot. So it's like downtown National Mall. He's at a stoplight, and he catches two people, a young woman and a man in a wheelchair. And they were stuck in a pouring spring rain without any sort of coverage. Unfortunately, the uh, man, he was using a newspaper to try to get some coverage, and the woman was using her handbag to shield herself from the rain. So they were in quite a predicament. Now, the man jumped out of his car, and he ran over to provide them with an umbrella. And we thought that was kind enough. Well, this was matched when the woman then took the umbrella and actually held it over the man who was in the wheelchair to help keep himself dry. So we really had a double do, uh, excuse me, a double dose of good deeds and kindness there, which is really great. Now, not only was this cool, but then on the subreddit, on the subreddit page, there was an outpouring of others sharing similar stories, like an older lady picking up um, this younger girl in the rain and driving her the rest of the way to school. A New Yorker was chucked 
an umbrella from a car in a rainstorm, which is about as great as you're going to get in New York. And then someone's dad, who was a transit manager, received, or he would get a lot of umbrellas from the lost and found. And then when it was raining and he'd be going to pick up his kids, he would give these donated, or excuse me, these lost and found umbrellas to the kids at school who needed one. So a lot of really, really great acts of kindness were shared coming out of this just one great viral video. All right, finally, on to our life tip of the week, entitled, Effective Ways to Pay Down Debt. As a millennial, I'm very aware of debt. Believe me, student loans, car loans, a mortgage, credit cards, all these have been involved in my life in one way or the other. And I also know that there's not much of anything taught to us in school about this. I, for one, didn't learn a whole lot in my high school days when it came to personal finance, investing, loans, all that kind of stuff. They did teach me how to balance a checkbook, which, you know, super relevant nowadays. Uh, you know, I've actually learned about 90% of what I know now about personal finance and investing through reading on my own and practicing, of course. Now, it's really easy for us to build up a lot of debt now uh, nowadays. And over a couple years, it can only get worse, and it can feel quite overwhelming. You may ask yourself, how could I possibly pay off this much? I only make a quarter of that in a year. And I have other expenses to worry about, too. And for me, student loans were the soul crushers. But I found a way to get to a manageable point that will allow me to pay them off in just a couple years. So, for today's life tip, I'm going to share some of the different strategies out there that might be able to help you out. I know a couple of these help me personally. First, different debt payoff strategies. So the first one's called the debt snowball strategy. So in this one, you focus on paying off your smallest debt first while continuing to pay the minimum on the others. And then you roll the amount you had been paying on it into payments on your next largest. So kind of think of you're just trying to get fewer debts going. So let's say you have like three credit cards. One has a $500, one has a $2,000, the other one has a $6,000. You'd start with the smaller $501, pay all that off while you're paying the minimums on the two other. And then you would move on to the next level, which I think I said was what $1,000 or something like that. Um, so that can help as well. Now, one thing I'd add to that, though, is that they say pay the minimum. I'd also find out what your monthly interest is on the other debts as well, what the monthly interest increase is, and try to match that too. The next strategy is the debt avalanche, which is actually the complete opposite of the snowball. So you pay off your debt with the highest interest rate first while paying minimums on the others. Then you take the next highest rate and so on. This could help save you time and money over the course. So for example, let's go back to these credit cards. If credit card A has a 15% rate, credit card B has a 20 and credit card C has a 25, you would focus on the one with the 25% first, pay all that one down, and then move on to the next one. And that could be a really great way to try to minimize how much you're spending on interest versus actually getting the principal down. 
Now I will add too that you also want to consider how much is on the principal because if, for example, your principal on the 25% one is only like $300, but the one with the 20% is $6,000, well, you should may want to consider then paying that one off first. The next step is called debt consolidation. So this is when you combine all the old debts into one single one, ideally at a lower interest rate if you can. This can help make payments more manageable and shorten your payoff period. This could be very possible for things like credit cards or personal loans you may have. And then finally is a debt management plan. So if you're facing just a mountain of credit card debt and you realize you're really not making a dent in it, you may want to consider consulting with a nonprofit credit counseling agency, and there's a lot of them out there. And they can help set up a debt management plan to help cut your interest rate down and get you on a repayment plan that's going to work. And that can be really, really helpful and kind of helps you open the doors to um, experts that can help you out. Now, finally, a couple tips with paying down your debt. Because, you know, it's not just about paying down debt. you got other things you got to pay for as well, and you want to live your life. So the first is know your budget. Make the most of each dollar coming in and going out. Next is lower your bills. What do you need to spend money on versus what do you want to spend money on? And focus on the things that you need to spend money on. Do you really need, my example here is, do you really need that eighth pair of sneakers or the name brand sofa or is, you know, the off brand sofa just as good? And the next tip is one that makes me laugh, laugh every time is make more money. Now, that may sound ridiculous. You're thinking to yourself, well, I already work 40 hours a week or I'm doing some other things and, you know, I got to keep where I'm living clean. What am I, where am I supposed to find time for this? But there are a couple side hustles out there. Uh, and I share with you, you know, think about the skills you have and which ones you think you can share with the world that people would like. And then finally is consider consolidation, which is, you know, very similar to what I said earlier about debt, a, uh, debt consolidation. One thing I'll add is to be careful about consolidating private and public student loans as this could screw up some things, like, for example, loan forgiveness. And anyone who has public loans right now has noticed that you haven't had any payment due for the past two and a half years through COVID. But consolidating credit cards or personal loans could help lower your interest rate and actually be a net positive for you. So I am going to end here with just recommending you visit NerdWallet. That's my favorite. I'm not. This isn't a sponsor or anything like that, um, but this is the one that's worked best for me. I really like it. They have a lot of great information and all kinds of calculators too that can help with personal finance from debt consolidation to retirement savings. Okay. So we're at the end of today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. I tried to talk a little more off the cuff. My, uh, my wife shared with me that I should be a little more conversational. Uh, my counter was, well, conversational, Sean, is a little uh, too crass. I might need to clean it up a little bit. So this is the PG conversational, Sean. Um, otherwise, but uh, everyone, let's focus on the positive and I really ask that you drop a review, a like, and subscribe to Good News Positive Views. This can go a long way, and I'm hoping that we can continue to share the good news with everyone. So, until next time, this is Sean Curry on Good News Positive Views. Have a great week, everyone.